We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Luke, the first chapter. Let's notice the miraculous conception that brought the seed of the woman on the scene that was to bruise the head of the serpent. See, this was all prophesied. In Genesis, the third chapter, God said that the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. Now, let's notice as God sends an angel to Mary to talk to her. And let's begin reading with verse 26. And the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in to her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Now, she was disturbed at this, no doubt. In fact, it says she was. And he said, You're going to conceive and bear a child. Now, her question was, How, seeing I know not a man? Now, this was not unbelief. It was just simply a legal question. How in the world is this going to happen, seeing that I have no relationship with man? Then the angel said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and shall overshadow thee. And that holy thing that shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God, and so forth. Now, when he gets through with this, notice down here as we get down to verse 38, Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. Now, let me show you a comparison here in the two visitations of angels in this one chapter. If you come back to the first part of the chapter, you find where that this same angel, Gabriel, appeared to Zacharias and told him that his wife, Elizabeth, would conceive and bear a child and that his prayer was answered. They've been praying for this. Well, Zacharias said in so many words, he said, uh, you're going to have to show me a sign. How do I know you're telling the truth? You're going to have to show me a sign. And the angel said in so many words, well, you're going to get a sign, all right. But the sign will be you'll be dumb and won't be able to speak till the day it comes to pass. Now, what happened here was that evidently it looks to me like anyway that Zacharias was wanting something to prove that the angel was telling the truth. Now, it seems to be... Um, as you'd say, a tad of unbelief there. And God knew if we don't get his mouth shut up, then this thing may not ever come to pass. So the angel said, the sign will be that you won't be able to speak. But now right on the other hand, as you come over here to the same chapter, when the same angel appeared to Mary, when she heard, she said, how seeing I know not a man. Now that's really not doubt. She just wants that question answered. She just wants some more understanding of it. And listen to what she said after she heard the thing that the angel said. She said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. In other words, look, you found the one that will believe you. The word behold means to look. Look, you found the one that will believe you. I believe you. Be it unto me according to thy word. Now, that's what Mary said concerning the matter. Now, the next thing she did 
Verse 39, Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country in haste into the city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth and told her that he that is mighty has done great things for me. How did she know that he had? Because of God's word. Now here she received the word of God. Now, here's the point I wanted to bring out to you. Because I think it's very important in understanding this and understanding authority. On one situation here, the angel appeared and says, this is going to happen. And the guy says, you're going to have to give me a sign. Here, she said, be it unto me according to thy word. She conceived God's word in her heart. She said, behold, you found me. <laughs> I'm the one. <laughs> It'll happen just like you said. And then she went right on down there and told him what was going to happen. Now, that was faith. Actually, what it was, it's an act of the God kind of faith. She was acting on the word that she received from God. This was God's word to her. Now, you ought not have to say these things, but sometimes you do. There's always somebody that thinks, well, they're going to get a word from the Lord and they're going to have a child the same way. Well, this was God's word for her. And it hasn't happened before or since and never will. This was a specific situation. Now, here's the thing. The seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. That's what God said. But now, see, medical science will tell you that the woman has no seed. But is God confused? No, God's not confused. If you read over in First Peter, you'll find that Peter says that being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, which is the Word of God. Now listen very closely. God's Word is the incorruptible seed. Now when God said, the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent, it was the seed the woman conceived. Now I know there's a, by law of double reference, a lot of scriptures have double reference. Jesus was the seed. But also the Word is the seed that she received. She conceived God's Word sent to her. If she had not conceived the seed, you know, she had a choice. She could have said, forget it. It'll never happen. Not with me. Then God had to find him another woman. But she said, be it unto me according to your Word. Now, the problem is, in many religious circles today, and in some denominations, it's very popular to believe that Jesus was not born of a virgin. They say it couldn't have happened, because they go at it just simply biologically. It was both biological and spiritual. Here's what happened. She received the Word of God into her heart, which is the incorruptible seed. God's Word is incorruptible seed. She conceived it in her heart. She spoke it out of her mouth through the act of the God kind of faith. She conceived God's Word in her spirit and it manifests itself in her physical body. When she received God's Word, it manifests itself in her physical body over a period of time. Now that's exactly what the scriptures indicate in other places. You remember, and we mentioned this scripture, but it bears repeating, John 1, 1. says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Then if you come down to verse 14 there in John 1, it says, And the Word was made flesh. Or one translation says, The Word took upon itself flesh. Now that's important. That's exactly what happened. In the miraculous conception, that's exactly what happened. Mary conceived God's Word. God's Word was conceived in her heart. Now, once it was conceived in her heart, it manifests itself in her physical body. Now, the embryo that was in Mary's womb was nothing more than the Word of God. It was God's Word. It was conceived in her spirit. It manifests itself in her physical body. And Jesus was born in the earth. The Word of God was born in the earth. The seed of the woman. See, it was the seed she conceived. It was the living Word of God. So Jesus came into the earth, born of a woman, had a physical flesh, blood, and bone body. He looked just like other men. He walked like a man. He talked like a man. He ate like a man. He got tired like a man because he was a man. But yet he was the Son of God. He had no sin in him. You see, it was very vital and important that he be born of a virgin. Someone said, what difference does it make whether he's born of a virgin or not? It makes a lot of difference. If he wasn't born of a virgin, then the Bible's a lie. If he wasn't born of a virgin, then he had sin in him. Because, you see, the bloodline followed the father in those days in the inheritance. And he had no earthly father. Every person born in the earth from Adam's fall until now, had sin in them because it was in man except Jesus and he had no earthly father. So it did not pass to him. He was sinless and it had to be that way because he was the perfect sacrifice. He could have no sin. So in the light of this, you see that the seed of the woman was to bruise the head of the serpent. And it was the word that was conceived in her heart that became the seed. And of course, Jesus is the seed, is the word of God personified. The word was made flesh. Or you say it this way, the word took upon itself flesh. That's important to know that God got his word into this earth in flesh, blood, and bone body. Now this was God's doing. God's wisdom got this thing accomplished. But it had to have the cooperation of people here on earth. And that's what so many people don't understand. There's many people that are confused because they've never understood the fact that God must have the cooperation of people here on earth because their physical body gives them authority here. God must work through people. The body of Christ today, you see, Paul says, now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. In other words, Jesus being seated today at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says he's going to stay right there until his enemies are made his footstool. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you, all of this week we have CD offer number 7108. It's called Authority, Faith, and the Anointing. 
a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Now, when we talk about authority, a lot of Christians think that they have about as little authority as anybody. But Jesus gave you authority to use his name. Now, it takes authority of the body to destroy the works of the devil on this planet. It also takes faith in the Word of God, where Jesus gave us authority to use his name, and it takes the anointing of God. So the Spirit of God within you gives you the wisdom of God to follow the direction of the Spirit of God. Now, authority, faith, and the anointing teaches you that you have authority as a physical being on this planet. It gives you authority on this planet. That's the reason the devil wants your body sick, crippled, or dead. It'll severely inhibit your authority. To have authority on this planet, you must have a physical body. The devil doesn't have a physical body. He has a spiritual body. He has no authority on this planet. He only usurps the authority of others. And he will use their authority to get things done by the words they speak. It takes faith to release the blessings and the anointing of God. The anointing of God abides in His Word. If His Word's in you and the Holy Spirit is in you, the anointing's there. That's offer number 7108, Authority, Faith, and the Anointing. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. one 9400 Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.